0: Welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, West Virginia, welcome to Positively West Virginia. Every week we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. Our goal is to motivate and educate our listeners with these inspirational business stories. There are so many positive things happening in West Virginia business that most people don't ever hear about. We're trying to change that with this show so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great career and business opportunities. They're right here in our state. All of our guests are people who are absolutely getting it done in business in West Virginia, and I'm convinced we can all learn a lot from their experiences and their stories. This week, we're going to learn about Marissa Jackson and her company, Marissa Made. Marissa, are you ready to get down to business?
1: I'm ready.
0: All right. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast show to share your story this week. Marissa Jackson is owner of Marissa May, located in St. Albans, West Virginia. Of course, that's in Kanawha County. Marissa Jackson is the mother of three boys, one who has special needs. She's a wife, a calligrapher a wedding and event stationery designer, watercolor artist, and the owner of Marissa Made LLC. Marissa Made is a design studio specializing in calligraphy, graphic design, watercolor prints, classes, gifts, and advocating for special children's needs. Special needs children, I should say. The mission behind Marissa Made is to use art for advocacy to create beautiful and unique products that speak to people in a creative way and with each purchase help money help raise money for the international fox g1 foundation to research the cure for fox g1 syndrome I, inv- I invited marissa on the show today to talk about her company to share her story and to give our audience some valuable insight into her business marissa take a minute fill in some gaps from that brief intro and give us a little behind the curtain look into your company
1: Sure. So I, I began Marissa Made um, about five years ago. And originally, I was selling um, children's art prints and um, doing making cards and stationery. And right as soon as I began, I had my second son, mm-hmm. and that's his name is Maxwell, and he's the one who has Fox G1 syndrome. Mm. So when we were so I was trying to illustrate and paint and also trying to keep up with two of my kids. <laughs> and um, I started to – one day around Christmas, I had an idea. Um, I thought, you know, this year's Christmas cards, what if I put information about Fox G1 syndrome mm. on- on the back of the cards, because cards go everywhere. You know, they go all over. And, I and, you know, sometimes people flip over the back and look Mm -hmm. to see what is this, who made this. And I thought, you know, that might be a good way to start reaching people and telling them about Fox G1 syndrome. And at the time, uh, many people that I meet, even still, they say, Oh, I have no idea. I've never heard of Fox G1. And, That's because it's super rare. It's only about 400-some kids, uh, about 450 or less, have been diagnosed around the world. And Maxwell is currently the only West Virginian that we know of who's been diagnosed with FOX G1 syndrome. So, yeah, so so I thought, well, let's put this on the back and see, you know, how it goes, how the cards sell. You know, you never know how things are going to sell when you put them out there, but they did really well. And I started carrying them and, um, some retailers like capital market and eggplant and some places like that Mm -hmm. and a little bit of heaven cupcakes. Um, so, you know, most of my business is done online and I do a lot of, um, advertising, I guess you could say marketing through Instagram, um, by sharing our story and kind of weaving that into the why behind, you know, the art, why are we, why am I putting this out into the world? Mm -hmm. Um, so, my uh, so my business where I said I concentrate mostly on stationery. Um, I started doing calligraphy for myself um, as a hobby, <laughs> yeah. and somewhere along the way, there's a great small group here in Charleston. It's called the Rising Tide Society, mm-hmm. and it's a group of. Have you heard of it, Jim? No, I haven't. You haven't heard of it? Okay. Tell us a well, bit,
0: yeah. Talk a sure, bit about sure,
1: sure. So, Rising Tide Society is a national. Um, organization. And their whole mission is to promote entrepreneurs. And so each uh, a city, each city can have their own chapter. And so Charleston has a chapter. And I went to one of the meetings and met a whole wonderful group of entrepreneurs. Um, And so that was just, you know, at one of those meetings, someone said, I saw that you do calligraphy you should offer that professionally. And I thought, you know, no, it's just, you know, it's my hobby. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not really, (laughs) I'm a graphic designer and I do art. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I paint pictures and illustrate. Um, but actually I started doing that about three years ago and now that's become the majority of my business. So I, yeah, so I do a lot of, um, calligraphy for, you know, weddings, um, even a lot of custom work for people. They come to me for really unique pieces that they want made. Um, like just recently, I made a a bound book. This guy had written about a twenty stanza poem for his 41st anniversary for his wife, so that oh. was calligraphed, bound, illustrated with watercolor, and just a really unique gift. Oh wow! Um, yeah. Cool. So it was. It was really. It was a lot of fun. Well, Marissa, so, just
0: for 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 the purpose of our audience, could you kind of talk a little bit about the uh, Fox G one syndrome. Sure, I'm, I'm, I'm not really familiar with that myself, and um, I'm interested as, as well. Can you talk a little bit about um, you know what that means?
1: Absolutely. So, Fox G one, the gene itself, is one of the first genes that develops in utero, um, and for a, a fetus, for a baby. And when that gene is mutated or affected in some way, it uh, you know prevents the development of other cells that come Mm -hmm. after the FOXG1 gene. So in Maxwell's case, what happened is that gene was mutated somewhere about halfway. Mm -hmm. And so all the other cells after it that are, you know, producing, like telling, telling the brain, let's do fine motor, let's do gross motor, let's learn how to walk and talk and see, um, properly those things never, really developed properly for maxwell Mm. so um he's four and so it's considered a neuro a neurological condition um he cannot walk talk sit independently Um, can't feed himself, doesn't have very good control of fine and gross motor. Mm -hmm. Um, he doesn't see properly. He has a cortical vision impairment, Mm -hmm. which causes his eyes to cross. And so I believe he does have double vision. So that's something that we're working through. Mm -hmm. Um, and he has a feeding tube. So, you know, he's really total care, but Mm -hmm. he's so happy and he's Mm -hmm. so like, he just loves and Someone once told me I was at an event doing calligraphy, and they said, "You know, we read about your son on your blog, and uh, we just wanted to tell you that you know, even though he has all of these things that he's facing, like they're difficulties to us. To mm-hmm. him, it's normal. He doesn't know any different." He right. said, "But your son will never know like anything but love and kindness, and just mm-hmm. happy." He said, "How many people in this world?" can go through life saying that they've only ever experienced love and mm. kindness and happiness. And I was like, oh my gosh, mm. you know, not many, yeah. not many people can say that. So, wow. um, yeah, we have a wonderful network on Facebook that helps, uh, of parents who also have Fox G1 children. So we communicate, but, um, that's, that's pretty much the syndrome in a nutshell. And there's no mm. cure. There's no prognosis for lifespan, hmm um, that's, that's pretty much it.
0: So. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that sure. uh, personal information there. I, something that, that you don't know about me is I also have a, a child with special needs. Um, oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, my son Dylan is uh, 29. And he he, he, uh, he has cerebral palsy, and he's oh, just okay. a you know a joy uh, for for everybody to be around. I mean, he's he lights up a room. So I, when you're <laughs> describing Maxwell, I could see that in my son as well. So yeah, yeah, so a little. Um, little something that we have in common because I've never met you before, you know, and uh, it's kind of cool to to, to share that uh, little bit of uh, information. I really appreciate that. Marissa. That is really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, for Marissa May, tell us your your 30 second pitch in other words what is it you tell you tell people that you do in your company for 30 you know like your 30 second pitch what is it
1: my, my 30 second pitch is I tell them I'm a I'm a stationer who specializes in watercolor illustration graphic design and calligraphy
0: awesome,
1: perfect. <laughs> and that's short yeah
0: yeah so how did you get started in this line of work it, it, to begin with I mean how did you get into it?
1: How did I get to it? So I um I graduated from Marshall University with a fine arts degree in graphic design and cool. also from WVU with an MBA. Oh wow. And yeah, so from both universities. That's great. <laughs> um yeah, and I began working at small ad agencies and um, I worked for the Huntington Quarterly for a little while after school and um, moonlighted at ad agencies in Pittsburgh while I worked for an architectural firm doing their graphic design and marketing. And um Around that time, I went back for my MBA and uh, started working in the human resources for Target. And I did that for four years. Hmm. And kind of just once we moved away, we moved away from the city, went out to Craigsville, West Virginia, which is about 12 miles outside of Summersville. And it's Mm -hmm. very rural and beautiful. And I was like, you know, I'm here in West Virginia. I shouldn't. I want to do something. I always have to work. I'm like a worker bee. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I thought, you know, we have the Internet there is a way, like I see people doing it all the time. I don't see any reason to not start something that could turn into a business. And so I started freelancing and, you know, selling artwork that way. And Mm -hmm. as it grew and as people were asking for more things, that's when I started the business. Um, So, you know, we, I worked out of Craigsville, West Virginia for a little while. And, you know, really it was so interesting to see that most of my clients um, are I have some in the state, but most of them are from outside of the state mm-hmm. that are coming for, you know, stationery and for calligraphy and that type of thing. Yeah.
0: So, so talk about your geographic market then, um, you know, you say they're out of state and just kind of give us a, an overview of what, you know, the, yeah. the actual market that you serve.
1: So the market I serve, um, a lot of them are on the East coast, uh, you know, as far as like New Jersey, New York, um, and then California. So that's kind of where I'm at, and a little bit in the south, like South Charleston or South South Carolina and Georgia area, Hmm. Tennessee, um, so surrounding states, and also California. (laughs) Yeah, that's great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. You know, here in in my company in Morgantown, we serve um, we serve people in about I think seven or eight states now, and our furthest away is California as well. And it's amazing how you can just do that today, right? I mean,
1: it is. It is. I really saw growth um with my little company mm-hmm. once I began collaborating with people. Mm. And um we had years ago, probably I think we're going on 2 years ago maybe, mm-hmm. um barewood Company, uh Matt Snyder out of Hurricane, West Virginia. Yeah. We collaborated on some ornament designs and you know, we I told him, I said, I, I don't know if this is going to go well or not. Um, you know, I bought 50 or 50 of his ornaments wholesale. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to personalize these for people. And I thought, I don't know if I'll be able to get rid of 50. Well, mm-hmm. they were gone within a couple hours. As wow. soon as I posted it on Instagram, they went like crazy. They were gone. And that was kind of the whole thing behind the whole Christmas season that year, just gone constantly. Every time I restocked, they were flying off the shelves. Wow. And so midway between that season, I said, Hey, is it cool if I design some ornaments of my own? And he's like, yeah, that's cool. So I designed some, he helped manufacture and they were selling like crazy. And we got listed on the first page of Etsy under cat ornament, so we were the very first listing and I was selling tons of cats. Like you would not believe wow, that's amazing. <laughs> it was insane. And I kept coming back to him saying, Matt, I need like, I need two hundred cats. I need more cats. I need a hundred <laughs> cats. And he's like, "What is going on with the cats?" So I was like, "I don't." I was like, "We're oh. the first listing on Etsy." So um, that was pretty pretty nuts. And uh, wow. last year we got featured by Etsy um, as their editor's pick for one of the ornaments, and so things were just selling like crazy. Hmm. Um, so we've been able to have a lot of fun going to local events together. Um, he's been featured in the paper and you know, has mentioned my business as well and vice versa. We're, and it's it's really fun. It's a fun collaboration. That
0: is so cool. What yeah. w- What would you say is the thing you're most excited about your company right now, Marissa?
1: The single most exciting thing?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> well, gosh, I'm really looking forward to, I have, I have a number of things I'm looking forward to. Um, one is growing the calligraphy community. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am part of an international calligraphy co- uh, company group and we go, uh, every year to conferences around, like I just came back from Denver from an international conference. And so I love bringing that back here to West Virginia and showing people and teaching them things that I've learned. Um, and I think that's really exciting, mm. um, and cool for the company. Cause they, you know, not a lot of people are exposed to calligraphy. Um, so this is something that's really interesting for the, um, for our area. Yeah. And, um, I'm also really excited about this year's Christmas ornament, I have to say. (laughs) Each year I try to come up with something new and different, and I haven't even approached Matt about this one yet, but I have an idea for something that's different, and it's it's really cool, and I think people are going to like it. So I'm looking forward to the holiday, working on a, um, right now I'm currently working on a collection of mountain paintings. Mm. Um, so my my sister-in-law got me this shirt that says Move Mountains, and mm-hmm. she's like, I just think of you whenever I see this shirt and I had to buy it for you and mm-hmm. I was wearing it. And one, my number one seller on Etsy, um, besides the ornaments, is a Blue Ridge mountain painting. Mm. And people buy prints of it all the time and cards and things like that. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to do a whole collection of mountains, kind of like, you know, they're inspiring. When you look at a mountain, you feel like inspired. You climb Mm. a mountain, you're like, man, I climbed that mountain. And sometimes they're misty in the morning and they're just so beautiful. And you're like, I just love looking at them.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that sounds so cool. Definitely. We'll uh, we'll make sure that we have links um, in the podcast notes for all your, all the great links that you're talking about, your Instagram and your, your Etsy and everything. Marissa, what would you say is the best thing about being in business in the state of West Virginia?
1: Gosh, I think community is probably the best thing. Um, We, like I said, the Rising Tide Society Group and all of the entrepreneurs, we help each other out. We refer each other out. Um, And it's just so nice having a network of people. And I feel that, you know, right now in West Virginia, we have this wonderful culture that's really starting to happen about people want to buy like they want to shop small Mm
0: -hmm. and they
1: are very like um i I see loyal like customers who are like you know i mean they could get this any like maybe you could get this you know somewhere else that's less expensive but they want to buy from the maker Mm -hmm. and i think that that's really cool as we see i have have a community of people who want to support small business owners
0: absolutely very cool marissa um You've been in business five years, or mm-hmm. you know, give or take, and you know. Even though our podcast is called Positively West Virginia, I always ask you know our guests to take us to that place of your worst business moment because I believe there is a lot of things <laughs> we can learn. You know, from those. You know, you were talking about the mountaintops, right? The peaks are right. awesome, but then sometimes we get in the valley and it's like, mm-hmm. what what is going on? But I think there is a lot to be learned. So, can you take us to that place of your worst business moment? Just kind of share that experience with us.
1: Sure. Um, let's see my worst business moment. Um, well, let's see, I wouldn't say like, let's talk about a time period probably. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, great. So when, um, when I was first starting out, uh, doing this business, um, a lot of artists, I think they undervalue their talent because it comes so naturally to them. So they are willing to do things that, you know, maybe they're afraid to ask for more money. Um, and they do it, on the cheap. Mm -hmm. Um, So my worst business moment, you know, I liked the client. The client was a friend of mine, but I had agreed to do a wedding stationery, like original custom Mm -hmm. design for $200, which Mm -hmm. included printing. And yes, yes, that sounds terrible. Like she, (laughs) it was awful. I wasn't actually a business at this moment. I was a freelancer getting ready to start something, Mm -hmm. but I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I could do that. And then I remember doing it and all of the hours it took for me to put into this project and days and coordinating with the printer and, you know, having to skimp on the quality so that I could meet her budget of $200, which Mm. is insane. Mm. And, um, and I remember finishing it. It looked great, you know. It was beautiful, and it's definitely worth much more than two hundred dollars. And I was like, you know what? I will never do that again. Mm. Never.
0: Mm. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, so that you learned a valuable lesson. What was that one takeaway that you learned?
1: That one takeaway was that your time is worth more than anything. Like Mm -hmm. you should definitely charge for the time, not so much the end product. You're handing off a piece of, you know, this is an invitation. You're not handing off just the end product. It's all the time that you spent with the idea, the sketching, the communication between the client to get all of that to them. So hmm. my, my mindset changed. It was like, you know, it's not, what does it cost for me to make this? It was how much is it going to cost for me to walk away from my kids hmm. to go into my studio and take that time away from them to create this for the client what
0: a powerful and how much lesson. does that cost? Yeah. That's yeah. powerful. Good stuff that was right powerful. There. Yeah. <laughs> Marissa, let's take a a quick second just to mention some of the incredible sponsors we have for Positively West Virginia, and they are the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these companies that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Once again, our guest today is Marissa Jennings, and she's with Marissa... uh, I said Marissa Jennings. I don't know Jackson. why I said that. Marissa, Marissa Jackson, <laughs> Jackson. I'm sorry. She's with Marissa Maid. I knew I got that wrong it, it, immediately. With Marissa Maid, <laughs> based in St. Albans, West Virginia. Marissa, let's get back to it. What's the vision you have long-term for Marissa Maid?
1: So my vision right now is to continue to grow the fine art side of um, what I'm doing uh, as far as like the paintings and the personal stationery. And do calligraphy inspired pieces. So use calligraphy to, um, you know, kind of work on to incorporate with my illustration and watercolor. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe we've had so much success with personalizing ornaments. So my goal is to make my shop something where people can come and get something personalized, mm-hmm. um, whether it's stationery that's personalized or, um, artwork or something along those lines. So it's a personalized gift that they can get for themselves or for someone else.
0: That's great. Marissa, what's one piece of advice you would give to young business people, entrepreneurs thinking about starting something in West Virginia? Maybe they haven't gotten the you know the the gumption to actually do it. what would what would be one piece of advice you would give them?
1: Um, I think one piece of advice I would give them is to, take yourself seriously. And what I mean by that is, you know, you may, like I said before, as an artist, you may think that what you're doing, it's like, Oh, no big deal. Cause you're an amazing artist. And, but you need to charge for that, um, mm. in order to keep your business alive. Yes. Um, if, if you hope to have a business yeah. in the future, you must charge you know, even even though you may be afraid to send that invoice and press send and mm-hmm. you've asked for you know a lot of money, you have to do it because eventually what's going to happen is, you know, you start your your work is this wonderful quality and you're asking, you know, this price. You're going to attract the people who want to to work with you, who mm. want to buy from you. Wow. Um, yep. And that's I think that's the biggest thing is, you know. Just because someone doesn't says you're too expensive, that's okay. They're not your client. Exactly. Your client is going to find you. They're going to come to you. You keep doing Mm -hmm. what you're doing and putting it out there, and they're going to find you.
0: I love that advice. You know, I I see that a lot. Christy Wright uh, is has the um, the business boutique podcast, and she talks a lot about. You know, her her audience is primarily female women uh, owned companies entrepreneurs just like yourself and, and and it's amazing how many people just struggle with that you know charging people for what the, you know what you do and I think that's terrific advice and it sounds like you've learned your lesson on that as well right and you, <laughs> I've yeah, learned, so, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: I wish that was the only lesson but sadly i have learned many <laughs> lessons so.
0: Marissa what's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to your success?
1: Practice. Um, number one, um, you have to practice in order to be good at your craft. Mm. So every day, I set aside a little bit of time, whether it's 10 minutes or 15 minutes or something to study, you know, mm. letter form or practice calligraphy mm. or practice watercolor um, practice. And that means also seeking out educational opportunities to help you grow. Mm-hmm. So joining things like, uh, um, you know, like I'm part of the internet, the IMP group, which is the International Association of Master Penman, teachers of en- engrossing. I may have got that wrong. I yeah. am, a, yeah, I think yeah. I got that backwards. Yeah, but,
0: okay.
1: but seeking out yeah. those groups that are going to help you grow.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. What's one resource that you use in your in your business that you just can't live without?
1: Oh man. Okay, so this resource I absolutely love. It's called Dubsado. Mm-hmm. It's a client management system. And it's wonderful because it automates your um, workflow mm. and allows you to create proposals and um, you know send invoices, um, so many things. You can create forms that attach to your website. So when they come to your website, they're filling out a form. It goes automatically into your leads, and yeah. then you can see where your clients, you know, like your potential clients are. Yeah. And what's it called um, again? I love it. It's called DubSada. Like D is in dog, U B is in boy. S A D O.
0: Very cool. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great. What's one book you would recommend for aspiring entrepreneurs and uh, business people?
1: Hmm. Oh gosh, that's a good one. Well, I've been reading a lot of um, Rachel Hollis's books (laughs) lately. I love her. She's great. I love her. Yeah. So any of her books, um, super motivational. Um, and then all the other books I read are all about the craft itself. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be too, too specific, but, um, yeah, yeah that's I great. do read a lot of Rachel Hollis. <laughs> that's,
0: great. that's great. What, you know, obviously, you know, you're, you're, uh, leading your company, uh, as a solopreneur, you're, um, doing a lot, lots in your community. You're, you're leading this initiative, um, uh, for kids with special needs. What, uh, what do you think are some of the essential traits of an effective leader?
1: Um, I think for someone to lead, you really need to be able to take risks and put yourself in an uncomfortable situation, like get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, if you're comfortable, you're never going to find those opportunities that you may have found if you stepped outside of your box um, yeah. to go. Seek those out and ask. That's hmm. the biggest thing. I think, I think, was it Steve Jobs that said that the number one thing to do, like if you're seeking out an opportunity, is to ask? Hmm. I think he may have said that yeah. or somebody.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's <laughs> but, great. But well, you just never know. I always like to ask the flip side of that. What do you think it takes to be an effective follower?
1: Hmm. Let's see. An effective follower. I think an effective follower is someone who responds to what the content that you're putting out there someone who um encourages you um who refers you who recommends you to others um i think you know, it's a lot like friendship. So mm-hmm. I think about following on Instagram and what that means, like to the people I follow. It's engaging with them yeah. on where where they are on their platform, wherever they are putting out this content, and you're engaging with them.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And that's that's a really that's interesting. It's an it's an incredible. It really is an incredible relationship because mm-hmm. some of those people they become really close friends, and maybe you've never even met them in person, mm-hmm. but they they love it's. You know, it's like that relationship where you're putting a little bit of yourself out there. You're being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and telling your story and allowing them to get to know you. Mm -hmm. And in return, they're sharing things about themselves. Um, You know, I've had people share really personal stuff and they've Mm -hmm. said to me, hey, Marissa, I've only told you and maybe like my I told my husband and I told my mother-in-law and that's pretty much it. And I'm like, I'm a stranger, but. They feel comfortable enough to do that because we're we're sharing some vulnerable stuff yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it's an
0: amazing world we live in. Isn't it, it is. I mean, it's it just, is. It's really amazing. Yeah, that's, that's that's that is really terrific. What, uh, if, Marissa, if you can describe your ideal customer, what 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 does that look like?
1: Um, let's see. My ideal customer is um, someone who. The people i work with are coming to me not for price but for craftsmanship mm-hmm. and quality so they seek me out because they see something specific in my work you know whether it's the watercolor or calligraphy and they want you know those things combined mm. is usually what's happening um or they want to support uh fox g1 syndrome so they yeah. want to support something good and charitable and they're inspired by that so they know that you know, not only am I supporting, they're supporting me and my household, but they're also supporting a community um, mm. of special needs children. And so that's, that's my ideal customer is someone who cares about philanthropy, cares about the artistry, mm. um, is willing to pay, you know, what, what the artist is asking for, not so much concerned about, they're not the price shopper, yeah. you know, they're not the person who is price shopping me. That's, those are normally not people I work with.
0: Well done. Excellent job there. That's, that's really, you've got it, you know, ironed out. I really like that, um, that approach for sure. Marissa, as we wrap up our our time here, how can our listeners learn more about your company and get in touch with you directly?
1: Oh gosh, I would love for you all to um, reach out to me on Instagram. So Mm -hmm. I'm pretty active on there. It's Mm -hmm. at Marissa underscore made. Um, and you can also visit my website, it's marissamade.com and feel free to send me an email. Uh, those are the two places awesome. I'm most yeah. active. I'm also on Facebook, but I'm not so great about checking uh, messages yeah, from Facebook. Okay.
0: And, and like I said earlier, we'll uh, make sure we have links to that in the show notes section of the podcast too. So people could just click and, and, and head out there and, and check you out. I, I really am, um, impressed with what you're doing Marissa not only with um, you know with your company and your art and I've gotten to see some of your pro- uh, you know products on your website and Instagram but your uh, commitment to Fox g1 foundation and your son Maxwell and we just wish uh, you the best for sure well thank you uh, I really appreciate it uh, just encourage I'm I'm, an, I'm motivated and inspired by your story uh, I'm an <laughs> entrepreneur as well but I love talking to entrepreneurs each week uh, to talk about their story and and it, it fires us up I, I think it, it fires our entire tribe up, you know, to hear these success stories. So, so keep it up. I'm really, 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 um, really, really fascinated and encouraged by what you're doing. So just keep up the good, great work.
1: Well, thank you so much. And thank you for sharing with me about your son. Oh, it's sure. nice to, it's always nice to connect with other special needs parents yeah. and yeah. Share that story.
0: Yeah, it's been a journey for the tw- you know past 29 years. And, uh, you know, uh, as I listen to you talk about Maxwell and and, and uh, your journey with him, um, I'm encouraged by that, too. So keep oh, up that. Well, thank you. Yeah, keep, keep you. your chin up on that for sure. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the the mountain state, just like Marissa Jackson and Marissa Maid in St. Albans, West Virginia, our hope is that we in some way inspire and motivate our audience by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com, and of course, we appreciate your comments, encouragement, and sharing on social media as well. Um, On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia.